This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. Welcome to Kids Bible Minute with our daddy, Landon Rao. Hello again, and thank you for joining me for our 198th episode of Kids Bible Minute. I'm your host, Landon Rowell, and I'm also the preacher for the Church of Christ here in Ramona, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking time out of your day-to-day to study God's precious Word with me. I would like to also thank the Uloga Church of Christ for making this program possible. I hope you have your Bible ready so that when I mention a Bible verse, you can pause this podcast, open your Bible to that scripture, and see it for yourself. In today's particular lesson, we won't be reading any verses out loud as we have a lot of information to cover, but I want you to read and listen to each one of those verses. So as I say a verse, take that verse, read it for yourself, and then come back to the lesson. If you are new to our study, first, I want to say thank you for studying with us. And secondly, I want to let you know that you can reach all archived or past episodes very easily at our church's email or our church's website at RamonaCofc.com. That's RamonaCofc.com in the podcast section where there is a direct link to Kids Bible Minute past episodes. Now, you guys know that we have been studying the book of Revelation. Now, you guys know that we have been studying the book of Revelation. And having looked at chapter 10 in our studies, where the interlude began, we now turn our attention to Revelation chapter 11. We have the conclusion of the sixth trumpet and second woe, and the start of the seventh trumpet and third woe. As we mentioned last week, God is answering the question, what should the church be doing during these troublesome times? And in chapter 10, it was made clear, the scroll or the message of God must go out even during these tribulations. There will be those seeking to hear the church and the church must be willing to preach the word. So in chapter 11, we have a furthering of this idea, but it begins by pointing to God's recognition of the church's worship and dedication to him. In chapter 11, verses 1 through 3, we see God clearly pointing to the need of faithfulness in the church in order to spread his message. Notice the symbolism here. First, the use of the measuring rod is very symbolic of separation between the righteous or those set for divine protection and the unrighteous, those who are set for divine separation. For additional verses on this idea, look to Ezekiel 42 and verse 20, 2 Samuel chapter 8 verses 1 through 2, Zechariah 115, 2 Kings 21 verse 13, and Isaiah chapter 28, 16 through 17. Secondly, we have the temple of God, which is the church in a congregational sense, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Thirdly, we have the altar, which is the congregation's worship uh, there as a whole when they collectively gather. See Revelation 8 and verse 3 for that. Then, fourthly, we see those who worship there. 
which are the individuals of the congregation there in the local church. This symbolism is powerful because God is saying that during these difficult times, He is going to be judging each congregation's faithfulness to Him. He is going to judge each of the churches or measure each church. They are the way that the righteous help the unrighteous. And so he's going to judge each congregation, their worship as a collective, and their worship on an individual level. Also, it should be pointed out that there was no need to judge those outside of the church because they're lost anyways. And unless they obey the gospel and become a part of the church, they have no hope of heaven. Keep in mind Rome, the nations here, is trying to destroy the church or trample it. But God is warning each congregation that he is watching to see their response. Will they be faithful unto death, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 20, or not? This trampling or persecution of the church was to last 42 months, which is 1,260 days or three and a half years. Now remember, this is simply an incomplete or unspecified amount of time in numerology because it is half of seven, which means complete or perfect. So God is telling the church he isn't giving them a specific time, but that they must stay faithful for as long as it takes. Why? Because even with all this going on, Rome and all the pressure and persecution they're putting on, God is going to send forth these two witnesses in sackcloth to prophesy or preach for the same amount of time the persecution will last. Obviously, these witnesses are representing the churches preaching to the laws. So let's examine their symbolism now. There are two of them which represents emphasis on truth. Look at Numbers 35 and verse 30, and Deuteronomy 17, 6 at that. And they are wearing sackcloth, which has always been standard apparel to symbolize the proclaiming of truth in a highly sinful place. See Isaiah 22 and verse 12, Jeremiah 4, 8, and Matthew 11:21 for this. So this shows the sheer sinfulness the Roman Empire had become for such a need as this God's people to go out in sackcloth. Now obviously this is symbolic again. When we see these witnesses as two olive trees, this comes from Zechariah chapter 4 actually, where Zerubbabel and Joshua are the two olive trees, with Zerubbabel representing royalty and Joshua representing priests. Therefore, the church here is God's royal priesthood being sent to teach the gospel to the world, 1 Peter 2 and verse 9, which is further pointed out or illustrated by the fact that these are lampstands, which is symbolic and has already been said to be the church, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 20. These two witnesses have fire pour out of their mouths, which is God's word on the ungodly. See Jeremiah 5 and verse 14, and the power to bring judgment on their foes. In fact, the symbolism of the shutting of the sky, the turning of water to blood, or the striking the earth with plagues isn't dealing with literal miracles, but the power of God's word to pronounce judgment 
on those that reject his word, John 12:48. While the church is preaching, this beast, or Satan, as we'll see in chapter 12, is going to rise and he's going to kill those witnesses. This isn't suggesting Satan can destroy the church, as we'll see in a moment, or as a whole, Daniel 2.44, but he certainly can destroy or kill individual congregations, as we see in Revelation chapter 3.14-22, through 22, that he was doing to the church in Laodicea. However, we see an interesting shift after the witnesses are killed. An interesting uh, dynamic takes place. Not only those who dwell on the earth mock the death of the witnesses, but those in the city of Jerusalem do as well. Jerusalem is seen as Sodom in Egypt because it had become so unrighteous. Even Jesus pointed this out by the, when he was there, Matthew 15, 8-9. This isn't the actual city of Jerusalem, of course. This is symbolic. But the place where the wayward or fallen spiritual Israelites reside, Romans chapter 2, verse 28. So you have the unfaithful church, the wayward and lost in the church, and those outside of Christ happy in unison that those who proclaim truth against sin have fallen. How sad is that? However, though the church seemed doomed, God breathed life into it again because the church cannot be destroyed completely. No matter how many Christians Rome killed, they could not stop the church nor halt the progress of truth. In fact, what we see is that the church continues preaching the truth, and as we see there, heaven was their promise. Through all this, Rome unfortunately didn't repent. They marveled. They even glorified God like Nebuchadnezzar, but they didn't repent. And we know this because the third woe, the seventh trumpet, was still to come. We'll pick up there next week, but that concludes this Bible study for today. As always, I want to thank you for studying God's precious Word with me, and I want to encourage you to continue to study God's Word every day. Be sure to use the wonderful material and other podcasts made available through the Bible Way Media app or website at BibleWayMedia.org. I also personally have a website at gospel-preacher.com. Make sure you ask your parents if it's okay by them before you download the app or go to those websites. I also encourage you to contact me personally with any question about the Bible at the Ramona Church of Christ email address, which is RamonaCofC at gmail.com. That's RamonaCofC at gmail.com or through our Facebook page. Make sure you message the Ramona Church of Christ in Oklahoma, not California for that. Until we have an opportunity to meet again, peace be with you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Wave Media by visiting us at BibleWaveMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We thank you for listening.